Is that what I'm saying? Rough trade radio. 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 Welcome back to the Rough Trade Podcast. This week, as promised, I'll be playing some Record Store Day 2019-inspired tracks as submitted by yourselves. So listen out to see if you made the cut. Thank you to everybody who took part. And once again, thank you to everybody for joining us a couple of Saturdays ago and making Record Store Day the great celebration that it is. Also this week, the band we've all fallen a little bit in love with across Rough Trade shops. Fontaine's DC chatted to me about their debut album, Doggerel. That's coming up in five to one. I'm also going to be very upfront here and just let on that my album of the year is probably already sealed with their debut. Obviously, we've got many months to come, but it's just such a brilliant collection of songs. I can't stop listening to it. And they're also so exciting live. Um, and I'm just generally really excited about their future. I think it would do some really, really cool things. And speaking of cool things, this week, Fat White Family released their third album and it's sitting very proudly in the album of the week spot for the UK and also in our top four over in the US. A mighty fine third outing it is too. Surf's Up is its title and it's luscious, personal and sophisticated. It's heralded as a new day dawning um, and this record is a lot more confident, much more richer in its sound and yet it's still as eclectic as you'd appreciate Fat White Family to be. So good stuff all round and you can grab this unlimited gold vinyl in store or online and here's a little taster for you um this is tastes good with the money beat baxter dury <laughs> Slimming shakes, baby. 
White family next up and we're going to head straight into your requests now there were four songs in all that I have chosen and I'm going to work this by playing two tracks in a row before coming back into intro the, intro the final two um, all requests were made via Twitter so that lends itself to some interesting handles attributed to these tracks but um, here goes so first up we have shit girlfriend as requested by at Mr. Jamie G2 and David Bowie as requested by at E Erectify. So Shit Girlfriend, of course, being the new band consisting of Natalie Bang Bang and also Laura of Blood Red Shoes. Bowie, I assume, needs no introduction. Uh, so that's easy. So tracks coming up then are Shit Girlfriend's I Don't Wanna Die and Don't Bring Me Down, of course, of Pinup's fame. Here we go.
girlfriend and David Bowie that you heard there. Next up, and at X after requests She Makes War and the track Scared to Capsize, taken from the 2015 EP, which was reissued specially for Record Store Day this year. Following that, at Charmage on Twitter says, please can you play some Pearl Jam and requests the song Rats. So we will give that a spin too. Thank you again to everybody who submitted songs and I hope you're all enjoying your record store day purchases from this year, whatever they may be. Um, I personally can't get enough of my Bronski Beat picture disc, um, but more on that a little bit later on. So here we go with Sheen Winks War and Pearl Jam. Oh, 
And 521, the one you've all been waiting for. Yes, band of the moment and all round super, super lovely guys from Pain's So Fontaine's DC, welcome to the Rough Day podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers for having us. Have you guys, I think I asked you this just before uh, we came and sat down in here, but you guys have been to Rough Trade before, right? Yeah, loads. Yeah, we, yeah. we've been coming. We're coming here every time we're in London, pretty much. Yeah, our label offices used to be across the road. They've actually just moved, but um, anytime we'd come visit them, we'd come into the shop and pick up a book or a record or something. Nice. And um, the day that we are recording is the day after we have just announced that you are performing for Record Store Day at Rough Trade West, which is really, really exciting. And you're also doing a bunch of in-stores, I think, for us, like lunchtime gigs, mm -hmm. um, the week that your record is released, yep. which is awesome. Um, have you played in a record shop before? 
We played in uh, Bristol. Rough Trade Bristol. Rough Trade Bristol. Oh, Trade Bristol. Yeah, a few times now, actually. And uh, that room is class. That's yeah. like one of the best. Also, I must have been quite shop. recently then, because we've only been open like a year and a few months. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was one of them was like an all day festival. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, okay. Dot to Dot. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. Awesome. What was the other one? The other one was. Was it over Tower Records in Dublin? Oh, we've done that as well, yeah. But remember the second time we played? We, I can't remember what the other one was. In Bristol. It was some other thing. But yeah, the um, first time we played there, the fire alarm went mm. off. And, uh, I did it. Made, but, yeah, halfway through the show. And none of the crowd left. <laughs> no one would believe it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great test then. It was, right? actually, yeah. <laughs> but you finally, finally have your debut album coming out this April. I say finally because all of us at Rough Trade are massive fans and we're so excited and we've loved all the singles and we just can't wait for it. Um, I wondered if you could chat to me a little bit about the recording process and the creation of the album. I think I read in an enemy interview you did that you write poetry first and you kind of get the lyrics down, what's on the paper, you don't edit them in any way, so it's really, really authentic. Is that something that's just always been the way that you've written or did it kind of come from, because I know you guys met at music college. Well, that was something different when we were doing that. We, we wrote. When we wrote that, that was, we were writing. Uh, we wrote two poetry books. That was like two okay. years ago, and that's how we wrote those those uh, books. Um, but then, in terms of the album and stuff, <coughs> it wasn't really following that. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I suppose Green would have. He kind of just collects a lot of writing. Green, our singer, and then uh, whenever we'd be working on a new track or whatever, he kind of just sift through different kind of uh, little verses that he'd have and kind of see if they fit to yeah. the to the song that we'd be working on, and then. Uh, he'd kind of expand the lyrics then once the song would, like the writing process for a song would start. Okay. So, um, like in terms of this album, we had maybe five tracks, six tracks already kind of out in the, in those singles, or like already written. And then during the summer before uh, we record the album, we went to like serious, like four day, five day a week, going into the rehearsal space and writing new songs. So those were kind of like all kind of written in like a really short period of time compared to the other ones, which are a bit more sporadic. Right, okay. And would you say like everything you do is quite collaborative in a sense, like is everything yeah. possible? Yeah, oh, definitely. And we're, that's one thing that we kind of have been working on. And one thing that we are really like proud in our songwriting now is the fact that everyone has their own voice, whether yeah. it be Carlos on guitar or Diego on bass, you know, everyone's kind of finding their own kind of niche, um, you know, niche realm where they work in and like different influences from different bands that we kind of get into on like weekly basis you know we kind of share new music that we're listening to and like try and bring those different elements that we're excited about into new ideas for songs and i think does the album's title does that come from a type of poetry yeah right? yeah it comes from like irish folk poetry okay. irish folk lyrics to traditional um, irish songs about uh, events in history or things that are happening at the time from a work-class perspective, usually. Um, and we just thought that was... Like really fitting. Yeah, just the word we were looking for to describe what, what we were making that we didn't know there was a word for. Yeah. And when we came across, we were like, fuck. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> is that a little bit similar to why you were called Fontaines? Because of... Is it from The Godfather? Like, a reference from there? Yeah. Um, the font, like, yeah, it's from uh, Johnny Fontaine in The Godfather, who was yeah. the facsimile of Frank Sinatra or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I think that was more young lads. We were like, it was a few years ago when we formed the band, but it was more aspirational as young lads trying to be cool like gangsters. Like, okay. it was quite naive, really. But like, <laughs> you know, and it had a classic band uh, name to it, yeah. The Fontaines. We were called the De Fontaines at the start, so we wanted a classic band-sounding name. And that's, I suppose, that kind of shows the kind of influences that we would have had would have been from not from recently and would have been from like decades mm. ago okay and the kind of band that we wanted to be was more like a band band yeah yeah it kind of has that like group mentality you know kind of like if someone saw us cross streets they'd be like oh there's the fontaines yeah, yeah. it kind of fit into that idea of us all having this you know um gang like or just even like a really good friendship and yeah. really like camaraderie yeah you mentioned um influences there and i think <coughs> one that a lot of people have picked up on and maybe that you cited yourself is girl band mm. Yeah. Um, obviously they're like fellow Dubliners. Yeah. Um, what was it about them that kind of, do you, do you think you're a little bit inspired by how kind of self-sufficient they were and that they were kind of like 
just go and do things for yourself and make the music you want to make. Yeah, I think it was one of the big things was like to see this band that were from Dublin that had gone off and signed to Rough Trade Records and were, you know, touring the world and they were just guys from Dublin and that, that just didn't really happen, you mm. know, when, like when we were playing at the start, there wasn't any bands in, in Dublin or in Ireland that were doing that, that were making really credible and like, you know, original music and and going off and actually becoming a proper band, you know, yeah. that people need. And so it's, that's inspiring to see someone from the same place you are from to go off and do that, you know? Yeah. It suddenly makes that dream a bit more of a reality. Yeah, just kind of shows you that there is that door that you can kind yeah. of walk through. The like. climate at the time in Dublin was like so different to how it is now, you know? And it felt like the girl band were kind of the first band at that stage that weren't trying to like there was no element of them trying to make it or whatever. I feel like mm. after like the Naughties kind of indie boom that there was just kind of any band that was coming up or just like bands who you could see were maybe gearing their writing towards like maybe trying to work with a label or trying to get over to England to play. Whereas girl band just seemed to stand on their own creativity and their, their the music that they wanted to make. Yeah. And the fact that like they could play like play Vicker Street in Dublin, you know, just like a really big venue for that type of music and like sell it out or it was just so inspiring, you know, and like while we were kind of doing the the start of uh, writing our own songs to see someone do that, that was like the people we were looking up to and that yeah. was the people that like made us think that we should keep going, you know. Yeah, massively. And also to have such an influence or an impact on people like that over a relatively short period of time. It's not like they've been making albums mm. for like 20 yeah. years or something. Oh, yeah. It seems like such a, a snapshot now, you know, like. Yeah. And like, thank God that there's going to be a new album out this year because I'm so excited to hear it. And yeah. it's like something that's like one of them, like, probably looking forward to that more so than, <laughs> than, <laughs> than our own album, you know? Yeah. I guess let's chat like the Dublin music scene then. You mentioned that it's kind of really been kind of gearing up in recent times. And I think noticeably mm. from everyone outside, like ourselves, um, it's really exciting. Mm. Are there any bands in particular that? you think are really awesome or that you look up to, look look to as like, I don't know, kind of almost on the same path as you you guys? Yeah, like, yeah, this, like the scene, the whole, the whole country, uh, there's a lot of bands and it's definitely like a really healthy situation where there's a lot of gigs going on and yeah. probably the band that we all, you know, kind of love so much at the moment is a band called Just Mustard. Okay. Um, they're a band from Dundalk and they're, they're actually coming on tour with us in our UK tour nice. in April. So uh, yeah, they're really, really cool. And they kind of have a bit more of a maybe girl band influence in yeah. their music than we would. But their, their songs, they released an album called Wednesday last year. And it's it's one of my favorite albums as a, as a piece, as like a, as a whole album of songs, collections of songs. It's one of my favorites, mm. not just for a band now, but like ever. Yeah, no, they're, they're really good. Um, and that, yeah, there's more bands coming and going, you know, and yeah, everyone kind of seems to be looking at it as a scene and mm. stuff, and, and mm. that's great. It puts, you know, it gives a bit of attention and gives yeah. kind of like, because before that, nothing, you know, Ireland was like its own thing and people would go around it and, and that's yeah. it, and it just make absolutely no impact yeah. outside of Ireland. And now it seems like you do some, you're doing something in Ireland and you're still being, you know, um, Respected, yeah. even though you can kind of get, get onto that like world platform. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, it's crazy seeing people react to like Just Mustard and the Murder <coughs> Capital and bands that we know yeah. because we'd actually be in our local bars drinking and in, in the smoking area talking, and then there's an enemy article written about our mates, mm. like, well, yeah. not yeah. just our mates, but people we know, like, yeah, yeah. And we're just like all standing there. It's just like, what the hell is this? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's really great. And, and with everything, like, the, any kind of scene stuff, I feel like I really hope it kind of just becomes something that. People just use, the, you know, that Ireland is not only like a platform, I guess. Mm. And uh, it'd be great to see that people use that to actually make original music and, and yeah. be creative with it, you know, rather than, I'd hate to see people falling into, into a trap of, oh, let's be part of this thing and yeah, yeah, do yeah. this thing, you know? Cause, make your own thing. So, yeah, because yeah. I think like the whole idea of a scene is like, it's a bit of a fantasy in a way, like, you know, I think the best thing about what's going on now is that there is just dialogue in between all the bands and artists, mm. like we all kind of know each other. and. Yeah. That's kind of the best thing about it, you know. And uh, just another great band that I just want to say is uh, Altered Hours. They're from Cork. Okay. They're just a really, really good band. They're kind of psyche, uh, kind of like Brian Jones time, but 
have their own, definitely have their own thing going on with their songwriting. Yeah. And like they're they're a band that have been going going on for like a few more years than us, but they're really great. So if anyone's out there, you should check them out. I feel like I need to get you guys to make like a little playlist. Oh, I'd love yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll task you with that after we finish. Cool. It's funny you mentioned scene actually because I had Stephen Mackin here last week, and he was saying, you know, how much he loves Idols and Shame and you guys, and he'd almost like to. I don't know, he'd like to make up a name for that sort of scene of these bands that are producing this kind of really kind of aggressive, angry music because mm. we're just so frustrated about things that are happening like right now. Because um, back when he worked at NME in the 90s, he said when there was this explosion of like Britpop and all that sort of stuff, him and his colleagues used to sit in the office and try and create scenes yeah, because yeah. you could just do that. <laughs> yeah. um, so he That's said been he, what, like he, what happened with the whole thing in Ireland as well. Yeah. Uh, Shamrock pop. But I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't want to pigeonhole anything. And like you say, it's just this awareness yeah. between you all that you're kind of doing this thing that's really cool and you're on this kind of same yeah. kind of. I hope Lamar comes up with a name for it. Yeah, if anyone's going to do it, it probably should <laughs> be him. Yeah. There's, there's the name yeah. now that every, all the press use, and the, this whole post punk thing. Mm. Yeah. And that's just, like, as you so say, dated, just, yeah. just pigeonholes. I mentioned that because you know? that's and, so broad now. Everyone yeah, yeah. Just yeah so that, that's, that's almost a negative term now. So if Lamar comes up with a good name, yeah. people yeah. can refer to it. Okay, that's yeah, great. Like, Steve, yeah. if you listen. Yeah, like if people could come up with a word like we like found for Doggerel, like that ties together kind of. Um, intangible con like concepts that aren't necessarily tangible together and like existing in the word as opposed to using a, like an old word that comes across as almost pejorative now like yeah. mm -hmm. calling us post-punk makes us seem like we're just retro-mining and not, mm. yeah. and not uh, <coughs> authentically expressing ourselves yeah. and that's mm. kind of very negative like yeah yeah, mm. yeah you need a, a new name for something like that you know yeah, so like, I mean with everything you know like suddenly grunge was like a new name for for that you know and yeah. Yeah. Britpop it's just that you know like post-punk is just anything after 77 like you know yeah. it's just which is just so long ago now yeah like all, all those names and stuff like they're just for the listeners though they're just for people who you know can go on spotify and yeah. like listen to music like this kind of yeah. thing like i feel like those kind of names even grunge and all that stuff they do no service to the actual artists yeah. who are making the music and and even actually rough trade shops we are guilty of you know putting stuff into certain yeah. under names like that, just purely for people to be able to discover mm, yeah. it. But with help of like the podcast and stuff, hopefully we can try and break some of that down. <laughs> so that's really cool. Um, I feel like you guys have really kind of created this huge excitement, mainly through your live shows. It's been this like word of mouth thing, particularly in London. Like all I hear is like, oh, you've got to get down to that Fontaine CC gig. Like I think you played. Have I been the Lexington last year? Was yeah. It? yeah. And it, everyone was just like mega into going. Um, is that really exciting for you guys? Is kind of live where you feel most at home? Yeah, I mean, like, it seems like the only thing that we do now is play yeah. live. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, like, our live show is, like, where we've kind of based the sound of our album, you know? Like, we recorded singles before that, and, they, they, like, we were really happy with how they turned out, but the songs seemed to develop because we were just playing live all the time, so when it came to recording them for the album, we wanted that, you know? We didn't want people to get a different experience listening to the album than they do come to see us live because there was such a positive response and like we just enjoy it so much you know that kind yeah. of element that kind of uh, energy that uh, is created when especially when you play in rooms like the Lexington or even we play the Shackle like three times yeah um gigs like that you know kind of just wanted to capture that and release that as a as an album yeah well we're so so excited um I feel like I could sit here and chat to you forever, but it's getting really hot in here. <laughs> so I won't keep you too much longer. But before we go, could you pick a track from your album that we could play on the show today? Is it released? It will be released by the time you hear this. Oh, oh right. Uh, the Lots. <laughs> the Lots, lots. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's our favourite. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I ask this and everyone's deliberating. Yeah. But, um, and I don't think I pre-warned you to pick one, so that was really good. Cool. So we will play that. And thank you so, so much and good luck with the record. And... Can't wait to see you at Rough Trade and Album 2. Will that be coming at some point? Yeah, yeah. Really, really soon. Very soon. Really soon, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Want to record it before the end of this year. Yeah. Wow. Full steam ahead. Cool. Yeah. Fontaine's DC, thank you. Very, yeah, thanks very much. for having us. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us.
So a massive, massive thanks to Fontaine's for chatting to me. If you caught any of their gigs in Rough Trade Shops or their street side set at West on Record Store Day, which I believe was in some form of like apocalyptic hailstorm, then I'm sure you can appreciate the ever-brewing excitement about this band. Um, Doggle is out now and you will need to act quick if you would like a copy on limited translucent yellow vinyl because they are flying out the door. So a quick look at events this week and at East we have a JJ Kale album launch Q&A free entry on Thursday and then on Saturday Billy Martin will be live in store at lunchtime again free entry so always a great atmosphere at those lunchtime gigs I say this all the time um so yeah head down if you are in the area at Bristol there is a bunch of ticketed shows in the live space um plus Billy Martin is going to be heading over to Bristol on the Sunday for a live lunchtime set, which I believe is free entry as well. And then at Nottingham, Jade Bird will be live in store on Thursday, her brilliant self-titled debut, of course, being released this past Friday. So she'll be performing some songs from that. And then over in Rough Trade NYC, and this Friday we have an incredible Q&A and signing with King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard in celebration of their new album, Fishing for Fishies. Bloody love that title, it's so cool. Um, I love saying it. Out this Friday, it is. Um, so yeah, be quick on that one. Entry is via purchase. We'll also have Kinks legend Dave Davies with a free entry Q&A and signing on Saturday. So yes, and that celebrates the release of his new album, Decade. So loads going on there. And obviously all the details as ever are at roughtrade.com slash events. So more music now, and I'm going to play you a new one from Heather Woods Broderick. Heather might be familiar to you as long-term collaborator and band member of Sharon Van Etten. Her new album, Invitation, features dreamy baroque pop and contributions from her brother, Peter Broderick. Um, it's seriously beautiful stuff, demonstrated very easily by this track, and it's my favourite from the record. This is I Try.
that was the wonderful Heather Woods Broderick. Other notable new releases this week that I just want to whiz through come from Loyal Karna, drug dealer, um, Stealing Sheep, and also Mark Peters, who is back after his brilliant album from last year, which made our top 10 albums of the year. Um, I also want to mention that we have a Rough Trade exclusive double red vinyl version of Flying Lotus's upcoming album, Flamagra, which we are very, very excited about. Um, you can pre-order it now at roughtrade.com and it is out on the 24th of May. So I'm going to sign off our Record Store Day 2019 coverage and also this episode with a band I mentioned just a little bit earlier. Bronsky Beat reissued Small Town Boy on a 12-inch picture disc. And for me, it's definitely reignited my appreciation for this song. Um, it's just such a brilliant track and it's, of course, tied up with some really powerful themes. So, yeah, it just doesn't get old for me. So enjoy this and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.
of Trade Radio. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do. So if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.